This is a podcast dedicated to providing information and reviews about manga. While adult language and mature situations may exist in this episode, there are several other topics which may occur. From magical debates, neo-Victorian technologies, steel megamatons, teenage detectives, to even masked vigilantes, this podcast contains these items and so much more. For this reason, listener discretion is advised, and this podcast is known as the Spark and Mongo Episode 113, Steampunk Noir. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spark and Manga Review. This is your host, Zan. How are you doing today? Pretty good, I'm hoping. And, well, as you can guess, it's just me today. Cal has disappeared and, well, Belle is who knows where. And, I don't know, just Timbo is missing and Zoro is missing and everyone's missing and... What the? Why are you dressed up like a Bond villain? Who the? Squeeze the trigger. That's not Elvis. Oh my god, it's... It's Deke! Hey, you, you can see who I am from up here? I'm sniping you! <laughs> no, you're not! You're wearing a black suit, and it's a white building, and it's daytime! You kind of stick out like a bad... Well, like a regular American dub on most anime series. Oh, crap. All right, I knew this wasn't going to fly. Let me, let me just do a quick change here. All right, yes, that's right. I am here. I am here with Zan again. Oh my God, you're here for your first ever manga review episode. Yes, Ooh. well, second actually, because your first one, your first episode was a supplemental episode of the Spark Manga Review. Yes, we were all about technicalities on Spark Manga Review. Exactly. So, for those who don't know, Spark and side that provides information reviews about well, whatever you're listening to. This is the manga review, so we talk about manga. Pretty much, what happens is every episode we'll talk about one or two manga, depending on the situation, and give you some information about what it's like, how the art is what the writer thought, how the plot is, and if it's even worth 
buying or not. So that way you don't go to bookstore and say, hey, this manga looks really cool, and you pick it up, and, well, honestly, it sucks. It's like jizz on paper. Exactly. We're trying to prevent that, and, well, for those who don't know, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at deke.spirekin at gmail.com or zan at spirekin.com or our regular mail spirekin at gmail.com. You can also check out the forums at spirekin.darkbb.com and you can call us at 206-350-8462 and you can, of course, check out our Twitter under Spirekin. I usually post new things and if you're on Facebook, the Spirekin Manga Review and our brother podcast, the Spirekin Movie Review fan groups are all on Facebook. I should put on MySpace, but the fact is that MySpace is pretty dead. No, MySpace sucks balls. It is pathetic, and if you still use it, guys, get, get the ghetto or Facebook, please. Well, Corrado's still on MySpace, surprisingly. <laughs> it's only because he hasn't deleted it yet. <laughs> well, he's disappeared. He's, he's gone. Corrado, if you listen to the sister podcast, the movie podcast, and you haven't already, go check out the uh, episode six, the, the special Easter egg episode. Yes, uh, one Corrado of the, is on that. He's yes. fairly entertaining, but he has disappeared off the face of the planet. Yeah, we currently have the Corrado symbol out, which is a guy giving someone else a... Uh, candy! <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> it's just a giant erection <laughs> on, on you know, blasted on the clouds through a, a, a thousand watt light bulb. Exactly. Meanwhile, there's well crazy shit going on. And yes, so either way, uh, for those who don't know, um, pretty much it's been crazy a couple of weeks. This is episode one thirteen, and actually we're releasing on time. Actually, a little early today is the well, it's being released on November thirtieth, and that is Ooh. I'm an old fart day. Happy birthday to Sam! Yes, I am 29 years old. I'm old! Mm-hmm. And for most of you, my listeners, you probably like, he's 29, what the fuck? We don't even know, he's an old fart. Yeah, but still young at heart, at least. It's all about what's on the inside, that's what really counts. Exactly, you know, times I'm like a, tw- a 15-year-old, other times I'm like a 90-year-old. Hey, prunes! Oh my god, my back! All I was doing was bending over to get my Metamucil that I foolishly dropped in the ground, and oh, I can't get up. Yes, yeah, so pretty much, uh, man, it's been it's been a trip. I started this a couple years ago, and it's not at the podcast birthday, but it's kind of cool that it's been over 112 episodes. This is episode 113, and it's been a while since I started this, and we're still going strong. Cue the fanfare. Yes. Congratulations, Zon. It's been a it's been a wonderful ride. I'm glad I'm here at hey. least for a little portion of it. Hey, we're still going at it. And as usual, usually we go straight into the reviews or we have something like news, and actually we do have some bits of news. Some are kinda interesting. We'll get into those and well Deke's gonna kinda help me with this a little bit, and also we're gonna talk about a couple other things. Now, first off, the first one is now for those of you who've ever read the series Tekken Concrete, which is this really weird series where the two main characters are kinda like they have O C D or they're autistic. I don't know. The creator of this, Tayo Matsumi, is gonna create a new series called Sunny in February, and so far it looks just as bad. The artwork looks very what the fuck. I mean, it's based on that. What? Are, let's see. Um, he's a famous. It's a famous second concrete. It's a really long and interesting series, but just I don't like the artwork in this one. The art, like from what I can tell, it's about uh, a retard on the peewee t-ball team, kid with a Glock, kid, with a, kid playing harmonica and a gun, and some dude smoking a cigarette who probably 
shouldn't be allowed to smoke cigarettes yet. Well, we don't know. He likes using young characters, but that's the first of the big little news going on is that. Next gang of kids, then. Probably. The next one is hysterical. Now, if you remember in the last episode, me and Cal talked about the fact that Ken Akamatsu decided... I'm, I'm going to create a manga site because everyone's talking about this thing with scanlation. Now, those you know scanlations are illegal scans of manga. And what happened was that they were releasing a lot of these sites which would have huge archives of the different scanlated properties. And Ken Akamatsu decided, I'm going to release one legitimately for free, which can have all free stuff. But you have to click on the affiliate links. And he's currently doing the beta launch. Okay. Now, he's had 4,500 people who've shown up on there. Or okay. 45,000. That's not bad. That's pretty good. Guess how many of them have looked at the actual affiliates? Uh, I'm going to say about two. You're very optimistic. <laughs> the actual answer is zero. Zero. Who would? How would you not know that people... I mean, does Japan not realize that most people don't want to pay for this? Like, guys, uh, Japan, I know your whole society is based on it, but especially us Americans, we have no honor. Um, well, maybe... No, 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 this is in Japanese, Japan right now, so it's... in Japan, yeah. Okay, guys, I know you're supposed to be honorable and everything, but who the hell is going to do that when everything you can get is free? Okay, it's kind of what the fuck, and the fact is that I was really surprised that he even tried, but hopefully things work out, because it's a good idea, Ken Akamatsu, don't give up yet, and... Yeah, know, it would be nice, you know, it, like... It, I think uh, I think it'd actually do better in the format if they they for, you know had like a pay service you know if you a couple bucks here you pay for what you bought you know read of course or you yeah. could just read the first couple pages and you know it costs a couple cents to download the rest I mean I got no problem with that yeah um, it's kind of crappy that he's gonna try his best next thing is kind of well we'll get into that in a little bit now first off for those of you who are waiting on Belchan's ever so long she's still waiting on her freaking Mushishi review. The actual creator of Mushishi, Nagahama, is actually suing Beyonce over album art. He created something for her, and she legally used it in her concert without agreeing to it, so now he's suing her. Oh, nice. Good job, Beyonce! We better watch out, though, uh, Nagahama. Yo, you better watch out, man. She got Jay-Z in her corner. He's got more connections than fucking anybody, especially in New York. Uh, so let's see what other news. Alright, other news, really? Size Second Concrete? Well, this is kind of cool. Is the fact that if you watch the Macy's Day Parade, the New York Police Department was actually, their band was playing the theme to Battleship Yamato, or Star Blazers, on Whoa, Thursday. Battleship Yamato? I remember this. I was like, holy They sh- played the theme song to it? Oh, yeah. and there's a freaking thing on it, too. Holy shit, that's kind of, and they were by Hello Kitty and by the Pikachu. And supposedly, oh, last year, if I remember correctly, they had the Mach 5 in the thing. So that's pretty cool. So anime and manga represented in the, the Macy's Day Parade. <laughs> Woo! Okay, and the last two things are, well, one is that Strike Witches has decided to actually sell panties in Japan. That really doesn't fucking help because, well, Strike Witches is all about fucking panties and strange shit that's weird and unusual. And I would not buy that shit. Well, I'm a guy, but... I don't know why those the fuck? aren't really panties though. Those are fucking boxer briefs, dude. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Unless they're like the booty panties, or I don't fucking know. Uh, so what else? Um, there's more on the youth ordinance law, but I'm gonna just kind of that we'll talk about another day. The youth ordinance fucking thing is still going on. And last two things. First off. Morning Manga has decided to make an American site, which is going to be the same premise as what Ken Akamatsu is doing, and they're going to release new series, and it's for the Apple iPhone and the Android. 
Yes, yeah, so now you have uh, even less reason to pay attention while walking, driving, or babysitting, or, uh, you know, uh, pretty much doing anything day to day. Yes, but it'll when you're in an elevator or in a car or on a bus, in a train, you now have something else to do to, to yeah. beside just sitting there looking out the window or, or in class. You know, the kids, kids like back in our day, you know, we used to sneak comic books, you know, the actual comic books in between the pages of our notebooks to make it look like we we're doing something during class. The kids just now like literally place their fucking iPad or iPhone in the middle of these things. Well, a lot of schools are now have. You can bring an iPad to school because you can do notes and shit on it. Like, what the fuck? You can actually download yourself into class. The Matrix, it is soon. Uh-huh. Or Ghost in the Shell, it is soon. And what else? Uh, besides that news and real-world news, well, only two... Well, one more week until Walking Dead is done. Next week is the last episode of Season 1. And then we have to wait an entire fucking year until Season 2. Yeah, well, hopefully the... Uh it's been great so far. Uh, well, no, we're, we're holding on because we're actually doing, for those of you who don't know, we're going to have a big episode coming up. Once that's done, it is going to be a manga review, but since, for those of you who don't know, manga is also a comic book, we're going to be reviewing the Walking Dead manga compared to... The show? I, I have yeah. the first three books of it. I, I bought it for my brother as a, as a present. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a really, well, we'll get into that in that episode. Okay. It's going to be pretty fun. Um, Cal is all for it. You're up for it. Yep. Bell is all up for it. And it's going to be... There will be much talk of brains. And also that one, the new character they introduced who freaking imitated Saw and cut his own fucking arm off. <laughs> yeah. Freaking uh, Bruce Campbell impression. <laughs> no, nah, it was more like Hillbilly. <laughs> oh my god. He ain't never showed me the way. And so, other news in the real world, well... Harry Potter's out. Yeah, Harry First Potter came out last week, and surprisingly, it's still going big, and it beat the new Disney film, the animated film. And I was, Oh, Rapunzel? I, thought, I, thought, I look, it, thought it was a good concept. They changed the title, they made it different, Tangled could work. But it was overshined by Potter, so... Oh, it's not like it really had a fucking chance... It's for all the parents that wanted to take their ten-year-olds out to the movies, but couldn't, didn't want them to be shocked by Harry Potter. And also, the other thing is the fact that Disney has admitted that this is going to be the end of the Disney princesses because, well, they feel that kids aren't good, little girls don't believe in that anymore, and that's kind of depressing and sad because that's like a death of innocence in kids if they don't believe in things like, you know, Snow White and. Yeah, at least. So okay, so uh, what are girls gonna look up to now with uh, Disney princesses? Disney princesses were the last wholesome thing on the market. Um, what do we got next? Fucking Disney go-go dancers or Beyonce? Disney sluts? Yeah. <laughs> so D- Disney's gonna buy out the Bratz dolls and release. Something they already like did. That. Oh god. What All right. Uh, so other news. Um, now this is something interesting I wanted to bring up. Now, Deke, have you seen the new? Uh, the new, the two new videos, which are considered geek anthems, uh, by Pink I mean, and by uh, Katy Perry, their new songs. Nah. Uh, well, let me pull it up. I'm gonna just, we're gonna pause for a second, while so D can see what we're talking about, and we'll be back in one second. And we're back. So I've shown Deke two of the videos from, well, these two videos we're talking about, which is Pink's "Raise Your Glasses," which came out November second this year, and then surprisingly a week beforehand. Katy Perry released a song called Fireworks October 27th and they both have this kind of well both of them are considered anthems for 
outcasts and whatnot. So, what did you? What's your impression on the situation? Okay. Uh, well, let's see. I guess first things first. I I'm not really a big fan of pop music. I don't like Pink or Katy Perry. Uh, I think both of these are blatant, like just trying to get kids. To, it's like, oh yeah, you got made fun of. So you know what? Listen to my music because I'm I'm saluting you. You know, raise your glass to me, and oh, I'm your firework. I'm their beacon in the dark. Come listen to me. I just think it's I didn't like it. I think it's pathetic to be honest with you. I, I think it's just a marketing ploy to get outcast to like a certain group. To be granted, Pink for the last ten years has been you know on the outskirts of that, and it's actually surprising that she's uh, you know still making really popular pop music. So, you know, good for her, at least. Uh, I don't know, I just, I just think everything's kind of forgettable. But uh, to be fair, I'm, I'm like a, like a, you know, I'm into like hippie music and, you know, crazy. Like, understandable, understandable, understandable. From a, from a music standpoint, forgettable. Kind of, eh. It's, the chord progression, dun, 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 you know, it's real simple. You got the chorus and the, you know, you, I don't even think there was a bridge in the one song. It was just kind of simple. But you didn't you know. hear, well, one of the songs we couldn't hear all of because it was freezing up because of, of lovely Vivo. Yeah, I mean, I got the gist of it. It's like all of a sudden, you know, Katy Perry's on top of a roof. It's like, oh, are you depressed like all like the other 90% of the kids in your video? Or are you going to jump off the roof? Oh, no, you're just going to explode in fireworks and shoot fucking sparklers out of your nipples and, you know, the fucking M80 out of your vag. <laughs> yeah, or like, you know, like the guy who you didn't see was the, the the magician kid getting mugged and they pull out, you know, they go in his pockets, pull out uh, a roll of, of you know, the, the handkerchiefs tied up and then they open up his shirt and birds come out and suddenly because of the fact he's able to do magic tricks to guys, leave him alone. Bullshit. If he was doing that, honestly, they would have beaten the shit out of him anyway and taking one of the cards. Yeah, it's a cruel, cruel world we live in. Um, it's op- there is better music to get you through. But the thing is, this is it's optimistic, it's idealistic, but is it an anthem for the current generation? I don't know. Maybe. No. Perhaps. I don't know. Definitely not. But, you know, tell us what you think. Email us, we'll talk. I mean, the thing is, Deke is more... Well... I'm not a pop music kind of guy. Let's just put yes, it that way. Yes, you're not I mean, pop there music. Is good, there, good, there is good pop music. But, you know, I'm, like, I, I listen to a lot of different genres. Yes, uh, and me, I'm I'm on the fence about this, because the thing is that I'm not a fan of Pink, and Katy Perry I'm kind of, well, 50-50 with. I like Russell Brand, he's pretty cool. No, Russell Brand is a survival nut, but... Yeah, he's a lunatic. But anyway, this, this is a topic for another day, and with other co- co-hosts and other things, and we should have a huge debate about who is the best and worst of this year, we'll do that probably at the end of the year. Anyway, so... Let's get off of this depressing topic and let's get into something a little more interesting because, well, I know we didn't answer much, but hey, <laughs> at least we're giving some thoughts about this because it is a kind of big topic right now. Anyway, so, on to the other thing. So before we get into the manga review, we're going to talk about something that I've been threatening to talk about for a while, and what is that? Fucking James Bond, Goldeneye. Yes, Goldeneye for the Nintendo Wii. Now... Deke didn't really get the chance to see the first player mode because, well, that would be long and depressing. And I don't want to have to go through that tutorial again. It's like fucking 15 minutes of the tutorial. Oh, is it the, like the first level teaches you how to play painfully? Yeah, it's not a bad game. It is a redesign of the entire thing. But what do you think about the multiplayer? Multiplayer, okay. Uh, it was pretty good. Um, 
you know, the movements, sometimes the movements are a little jerky, because I'm, I'm like a strafe guy, I, like I have the, I have the, the whole C-stick down, you know, the, the X and Y axis down pat, uh, I mean, I didn't see that you could adjust the sensitivity to it, I didn't get that far into it, um, so, like the, just sometimes you overshoot where you want to look, and like, you know, you'd have to be real, real just quick with the motions, um, so other than that, control was okay. I like the fact that you can vault over stuff now. That's that's a good uh, good addition. Um, bullets, you seem to run out of bullets really fucking quick. Uh, well, you were picking the guns which would would eat them. Though. That's true. I mean, but you know, I couldn't really first. You know, I don't know. I just like the the sprays were like fucking all over the place too. Like, I mean, yeah, obviously AK-47. It's not going to be like a fucking sniper rifle, but you know, I kind of like to shoot at Xan and not have my bullets fucking bounce around hazmat man and fucking <laughs> no one can defeat Xan's hazmat man <laughs> Xan is the embodiment of hazmat man um, so if, if you want to meet Xan uh, rent or buy GoldenEye select hazmat man and just fucking <laughs> just turn on invincible mode that's Xan in real life yes yeah, so it's kind of interesting trying to get me on hazmat man he's like <laughs> Yeah, but I'm surprised you didn't use the, the one with the grenade launcher. You're like, grenade launcher, you son of a bitch! You <laughs> motherfucker, No, this was good. Um, I liked it. It was an enjoyable experience. As a po- it. It's not a Call of Duty, but it's fun. Yeah, I mean, to tell you the truth, though, like, uh, first-person shooters have come a long, long way since N64 when they first really became popular when it first came out. Like, I remember the first uh, first person game I ever played was Turok for the N64. Uh, that was the shit back then. And still, I still like that system, you know? And we're not talking to you Counter-Strike people, because you people are set in your own ways. This isn't for you guys. Just, just skip this part, because this is going to make half you guys angry, so skip this about five minutes. Yeah, I mean, there's some, like, Halo. I'm a fan of Halo and all that. Generation, but I, I just like the old school uh, kind of thing. And Goldeneye for the N64 uh, was the embodiment of fucking first-person shooters for the longest time. It was a standard bearer. So this is a nostalgia trip, or is it a little more? Uh, they updated a little bit. I can obviously tell. Uh, you know, they changed Bond. That was the first first thing uh, with it. It's no longer Pierce Brosnan. It's uh, what's his name, Daniel Craig. Um, we'll talk about it in another episode of the Spike and Movie Review. The um, yeah, it looked neat. Uh, they up- updated the uh, the scenes. Actually, some of them look like the actual places in the in the, the, the movie rather than the uh, original game, which we've become accustomed to. You know, the levels and level yeah. No, design. they changed the last of round. Like in the original game, he met Valentine in the middle of a, of a ship warehouse, and this one it opens up where Valentine's in a nightclub, and you go in the nightclub to find him. And the nightclub's all like, doop, 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 doop. And also, instead of having multiple gadgets, you only have the cell phone, which you take pictures with. But, yeah, it's a little different. Um, no proximity mines now, or I haven't unlocked uh, them yet. Proximity mines were the fucking shit. Proximity mines in the old school game were so, uh, It was so, What a nostalgia trip, man. Like, we gotta find that game on N64 and play it. I got it right over there. Yeah, okay. <laughs> The, the slowdown would be a little bit uh, a little bit much to deal with, but you know what? It would be cool. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty cool game. It, it's fun, it's it's no, enjoyable, and... I definitely have a good time playing it. That was fun. Yeah, I still gotta beat it, and then we'll get to it and see what happens. Uh, Beltran doesn't like it, even though she's pretty good at it. She gets nauseous from the turnings. Oh, really? That's, uh, I never had a problem with that. 
And well, Tim Timbo hates Hazmat Man. <laughs> I kind of loved... I actually liked rooting for Hazmat Man going against him. I was like, It'll be the greatest day of my life when I finally kill... Damn you, Hazmat Man! Oh, Hazmat Man. Oh, I I can't wait until eventually Mr. McConnell comes over and we review Troll 2. Oh, yeah. Were you guys supposed to do the... uh... Eventually, but he keeps postponing it, and hopefully we'll get it soon. Because I want to talk about his movie, too, Kung Fu and Titties. Kung Fu and Titties, yes. I mean, what's hmm, what could that movie possibly be about? Well, we have to wait for him to show up. And also reviewing the world, one of the worst movies of all time. Ah, Troll 2. I look forward to hearing that one. Yeah, hopefully you, you could be on that episode. And... Yeah, I'll have to see. It, you know, it depends on uh, the schedules, really. Yeah, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll, we will see. We will see. Uh, Bond. Oh. Online is merciless, though. It's ranking and all that stuff. Very, No, oh, really? Yeah. See, I'm not real competitive like that. Like, yeah, I, I'm not, like, too big on... Like gamer scores and all that shit on the Xbox. Like I'm, li- I like Fallout and I play that in first person all the time. But you know what? I'm glad that it doesn't go yep. online because it's. Uh, like Do you a, have uh, New Vegas? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, question. Did you get Archimedes? No, I was going to. I I played. You didn't do. The, you didn't get Archimedes too. No, Why not? Dude, I do, I'm serious. Like I have the biggest like in-game conscience. Like I love, I love being the ultimate caregiver. Like I'm like fucking. Like lawful good, dude. Like no, I, I was, just, I was, but that was the one thing I was like, okay, stop, save number six. Oh yeah, yeah, no, I did that, I did that. I, I actually tested it, and then I had Boone with me, and he's like, those are my fucking friends, and he fucking pops me in the face. So I was like, sorry, Boone, I gotta push you down, bitch, and I fucking kill him. I didn't like Boone. I liked um, Cassie. Oh yeah, the drunk I, no, trip. I got the fucking glitch. Like I accidentally, well, I didn't get her before. I, dude, okay, I put in about. And as bad as it sounds, probably about 85 hours or 90 hours into the game so far. Um, just on my main file. <laughs> and fucking, like, I did certain missions before I got her, so, like, the, the game's glitched. I can't get her as a companion in this playthrough. Yeah, it sucks, because the thing is that in order to get her, you have to go to the caravan, and the problem is the caravan is through Deathclaw Country! Yo, the, they, the way they broke it up, it's like they want you to do, like, all this other stuff on the outskirts. You can't just run to fucking New Vegas. You gotta, like, do this whole loop around, and the Deathclaws are like, like, right now, you know, I got the Gobi, pow- the Gobi sniper rifle, I'm popping these guys off one-hit kills, but fucking the first, you know, up to like level twenty, death claws are impossible, man. Any weapon, it doesn't matter what you have, unless you use the Archimedes too. I was using that on them and on rad scorpions, and that's a waste. It's like, it's like <laughs> we can only use it like once a day, right? It's like but, yeah, it's like it's going at me like fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you see the rocks start lifting up slowly. It's like this is reminiscent of Akira. Nice, nice. I'd just be going on a fucking. If I had that, be like going on a rampage, like don't mess with me, motherfucker. So where do you get the gun from? Because I know you had to activate Helios One. But uh, Freetown. It's in Freeside. It's in Freeside. So the kid is the kid is fucking around with the gun, and you have to either pickpocket from him or you have to give him a you got to barter with him or threaten him. Oh, okay. I, I stole it from him in his sleep. <laughs> My characters, I, I I should put higher luck than I do, but I I just I, I like putting I have sneaky characters. I've never put high luck characters ever. I do both. Like I in this game, they made it, obviously they made it uh, harder in New Vegas to like uh, 
you know, get like the ultimate god character, but they, there's opportunities there, and making money is a lot easier in this game than, especially with the gambling and whatnot. Not just the gambling, but also you could. It's easier to just get weapons to just trade them up. But it's kind of once you get a good gun, it's kind of hard to maintain because only until you get to New Vegas, there's only the one guy in the freaking C and R camp who fix guns. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I. My, they changed the repair thing in this one, too. It seemed like I never had a problem repairing my weapons in this game. Like, in Fallout 3, I, like, like uh, you had to upkeep your repair because could, you could only go, like, so far. But this one, I, it never really never really mattered much, to be honest. Oh, did you stick with the the, the CNR, or did you go with the, yeah. the, the, the Caesar's Legion? Nah, the Kaiser! Caesar. Yeah. It's like, you know what's weird, though? Like, they, they call them Kaiser and Caesar. Like... Even on in his faction, it's like, come on, guys! Like they must have had like two different or a couple different studios where they did the voice actors. I think they did it intentionally, just to sound like they're fucking stupid. I don't know, dude. It's just that the whole game was fucking rushed. Unfortunately, it's a great game, and you know, obviously, uh, you know, I'm a fan of fucking all Obsidian, not Obsidian, but uh, Bethesda games, and you know, I like the the first person, third person type. You know, I'm a fan of fucking uh, Oblivion and even back to Morrowind, but, like... I like, I like this, this is, I love, I love New Vegas, I'm having fun with it, I haven't gotten to New Vegas yet, because I've been too busy fucking around with, well, Archimedes, which is, 24 hours, I just, like, I use it, then, I just freeze it, and it's like, during an attack, I freeze it, and it's like, and it actually, cool, there's a glitch, which if you freeze it, you can actually go ahead, 24 hours, while it's still attacking you. Oh, really? It's a glitch, I think it's only on my copy, I'm not sure, but it was pretty... There's there's plenty of glitches. So oh, with the the fucking insane zealots. Did you send? The, did you fuck with them? The the trajectory to kill them off, or did you just let, send them to the moon? Oh no no no! I helped him. I helped him out. Is that where they were going? The moon? You can, no, you can mess with it, and you can actually kill them off. But I yeah, I, no, I, I helped him out. I, I helped them out too. I, I for the most part, I am a good character, but that really the the it took a, a bit of a hit. It took a bit of a. It went from perfect to kind of good. Yeah. Nah, karma. I always. I thought the karma would go to, to like freaking devil in one shot, but no, it wasn't that bad with Helios too. Yeah, Helios is cool. I got to the point like I, I'm pretty much everybody except the Powder Gangers uh, love me. I'm vilified with the Powder Gangers and Caesar's Legion and everything else like Brotherhood of Steel, NCR. They all love me. Fucking the Great Cons love me. Oh, like, have you gone? Oh, speaking of, I just realized. Did you go to the mutant town? Oh yeah, Jacobstown. Yeah, that's pretty weird. It's... No, the evil one. Oh, Black Mountain with Tabitha. Yeah, you see what she was wearing. I was like, "What the fuck?" It's a super mutant in a wig. It's kind of sexy. No, yeah, it's like that. That actually threw me off because I, I, I played Fallout Three first. Like I, I knew Fallout existed before, but I just never played them. So I played that, and then I bought the, uh, it's like the. Fifteen dollars. The three pack. Yeah, the three pack. So I got all that. It's a great. Computer. It's a great series. Oh, I love it. It's excellent. It's great. And I like how this one has question. It brings back stuff from from two now. Yeah, they reference a lot more of the old stuff, like uh, um, you know, just the NCR. That alone, uh, that you know, that arose from the first two games. Uh, you know, Shady Sands, and they mention all that stuff. Uh, some enclave references, even though they're they're gone. They, I guess they all moved out east. No, they got killed at the end of uh, at the end of three. Well, the end of two they did. Well, in the end of three, I guess also, yeah. 
But in the end, too, like, they get fucking fucked up. You destroy their oil rig, and then, I guess, I take it that they moved out east to the capital wasteland. They moved most of their forces, and then if you beat the shit out of them mm. in Fallout 3, then they're pretty much yeah. on the fritz. Well, I haven't gotten to the end of New Vegas, so we'll see what happens. But what do you think if they'd make it Fallout 4 or Fallout New, whatever? Where do you think, what do you think they can go next? It's essentially the same game. It's This one's the first one, which is really different, but... Yeah, um, I would like to see... Let's see. It might be cool to see, like, what, what's going on over in Europe, if they ever wanted to do that, like, Fallout fucking London, or something like that. But, I mean, this has all been... The Great War has started between the U.S. and China, so... Which I we found out in three, surprisingly, because we didn't know until... Oh, yeah, well, they didn't even know who dropped the bomb. Yeah, in, in uh, California. California got hit pretty hard. I mean, Midwest, you know, you could go, but... I would want to see Australia just for the Mad Max references you could do. Oh, God, forget about it. This would be ridiculous. Oh, did you take the weird perk? No, uh, the, the zany wasteland or That one is wasteland. a very good... It's a cool perk. You see a lot of, like... The first thing I found is I found... I'm walking around, and I see... I hear the weird music. And I see a refrigerator. I walk up to the refrigerator, and there's a skeleton inside. <laughs> and I look at the refrigerator, I look at the skeleton, and then on top of the skeleton I see Fedora, and I'm like, Aha! And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, da, 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 da. Nice yes. reference to the 50s Indiana Jones from Crystal Skull. And there's one where it's um, when you're searching the farm areas. Mm-hmm. One of the farms, you walk by, and it's, powder, it's a powder gang. Instead, it's actually aliens. So you're like, you kill nice. them, and you get the alien gun. So oh, cool, cool. Kind of cool. Ugh. Zen, did you hear that? Wait, wait, what, what are you talking about? What? Wait, what's the red dot? Wait, what the fuck? Oh my god! Oh. Ah, fuck! Deke! Deke! Ah, <coughs> oh, fuck. Alright, okay, okay. Shit, shit, shit. Now time to... Alright, uh, technical difficulties, we'll be right back. And, um, we're gonna have to put Deke into the Recombinator for later. It'll take probably 48 hours or so. Oh, crap, I gotta find Okay, time to use my magical cell phone. See you in a bit. So, we're back and using the power of the magic and wonderful cell phone, which I will never give you guys a number for unless you really want it and you have to email me for it. And even then, I might not give it to you, but I made a couple calls and who is showing up but... Timbo! Hi, I'm back. And I'm glad to be here. Cool, 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 cool. And... Even though we were unable to record with the the director for that episode, mm-hmm. we're going to yes. do it eventually. Mm-hmm. Yes, we're hinting at that for the movie review. You're back for a second episode of the Sparkin' Manga Review. Yes, and now for we should go right into the review, but I feel that, you know what, Deke had at least a shot to talk about some things that you have a little more experience on, so we can talk about that for a bit, then we'll get into the review. Okay. Okay, now first off, the big one, the really big one is he finally played GoldenEye Wii. And he has ample fear for Hazmat Man. <laughs> and he only played the standard, the multiplayer. Now, what do you think about the single player first? Uh, I thought it was uh, a nice update, I guess, of, of the original game. The, the the feel of the level is, is very much like the feel from the original game, but a little bit more involved, and there's a little more to do, and and the action is, is exciting. The gameplay is, is... If you're using the Wii controller... It's the it's very similar to playing Call of Duty. They kind of have that auto aim thing when you when you look down the sight, which is which is helpful. The uh, Wii remote is a little hard to use if you try to do that. 
but... Is it better than the classic controller, the GameCube controller? <laughs> yes, the GameCube controller doesn't have all the functions, unfortunately. Well, I found you out can't what, melee, no, somehow. You, no, we found out, I found out what was wrong. You had to <laughs> hold down the Z button. Okay, so yeah, there, there's there's uh, difficult ways to, to use the GameCube controller, but if you have the classic controller, that's that's probably the best one to use. Um, the GoldenEye, I think, comes with the the gold, the new fancy one that has the more of a it's almost like a PlayStation controller. Yes, it's um, gold, like the gold knife. Yeah. Sure came with the it should have came with the ballpoint pen, the cigarette lighter, <laughs> and the cigarette box. I would be like, this is the greatest box ever. It goes promoting smoking. <laughs> yeah, but the game is pretty fun, and, and I, I can't wait to pick it up. Um, I'm gonna wait a little while because my funds are low, but all of our funds are fun. low. <laughs> I had to pray to the almighty gift item people to be like, give me the game. And they got it for sort of a, well, a gift of not birthday nature, but of another significant event. But, again, neither here nor there. Yes. Uh, yes, and since this is my birthday episode for swag, just to let you know, I got Kick-Ass and I got the Blu-ray for Scott Pilgrim, even though I don't own a Blu-ray player! I do. Damn you! <laughs> so, um, next to do is to buy a Blu-ray player or a PS3. Probably the Blu-ray player because the PS3 I'm really not digging, but we've had this conversation a couple times. Yeah. But it did come up with the digital download and the DVD, so not all is lost. Yeah. So you get you get at least you can still watch it at least. And the alternate ending for the for the movie. Yes. Which is not that it's not bad, but it seems like I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. All right. So either way. So what is your opinion of Hazmat Man? Hazmat Man. Uh Hazmat Man. If I recall, he wears a white suit, <laughs> so he kind of sucks in some of the levels when you're trying to fight him because you can't see him. There's one level in particular that he's particularly uh, troublesome, and that's the uh, it's like the industrial park, I believe. Yes. There's like there's like a, a a train on one side of it, and, and there's like everything is cement, so he kind of blends in with everything. And I thought and you if, said he was easy to find. Well, <laughs> he's easy to find if you know if you know where to look for him. If he's a sniper, he can he can kind of blend in and 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 take you out quite a few times. Yes, you were cursing your head off like this. Yeah. Damn it! Damn it, Dan! <laughs> or damn you, hazmat man! Unfortunately, the game is there's you're either really good at being in cover with that game in terms of the the character you pick like if you pick the person and and they're wearing you know very light clothes and the and the environment's very light it's very hard to find them but if you're in like a dark area then then there's they're out in the open there's no real in between it's kind of like you're either you're either a sitting duck or you're or you're you know a ghost you keep, nobody can see you. So that's the one thing about the multiplayer that's a little yes. tough. Also, I've discovered that if you play it online, extra areas are opened up in the levels. It might be that I just need more players, but like half the areas are closed off. Oh, well, that's interesting. So when you open it up, like there's an entire second area mm-hmm. to the um, to the industrial complex. Like you saw those boxes you could stand on. You actually right. have to unlock the doors, and they open yeah. up when you have more players. Oh yeah, that I, probably they they try to keep you enclosed a bit when you're on a, a smaller. You know, if you have only have like two or three people playing, they try to keep you enclosed in one area so you, so the action doesn't. Because there was a few levels there where we were where we were playing just the two of us, and it was like. You could run around for an hour and, and just kind of chase each other, but never actually find each other because you just kind of run in circles. Mm-hmm. But even in multiplayer, the jungle still sucks. But yes. I found the perfect camper spot. But everyone wants that spot. <laughs> you get that spot, you are set for a while. Yeah. 
Unless you play Singularity, then you are fucked. <laughs> no, not Singularity, the can't, never stop moving. Oh, yeah, the, the never stop moving thing kind of sucks. They don't even give you a countdown. It's Bas- just like you yeah. just stop for a second. Poof. Yeah, you, you, you have to run or else you get hit by lightning or, or something. And, yeah. And singularity <laughs> is pretty much, if I run at you, yeah. we both explode. Yeah, so that's interesting. Well, the game is pretty cool and pretty mm-hmm. fun. Uh, so, what else is on the agenda? Well, the other one that's pretty cool is the Anthem question. Now, I'm going to ask you, have you heard the new song by Pink, Raise Your Glass? Kind of annoying? Nope. Okay. <laughs> All right. Can't say that I have. Alright, there's a reason for this. Now, people are saying that the this song and the new Katy Perry song, Firework, are both anthems to the new generation. Decat is a complete, very anti, just, it sucks and it's not. It's just them money grabbing. Mm. And since... Is that why he got shot? Uh, we don't know. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Is there some conspiracy going I, on? I don't know, but let's see. Let me, <laughs> let me pull up the file. Well, we pause for a moment to show Timbo the different, well, videos of the two that we're speaking of, and they're supposedly the anthems of the current generation, and being to accept yourself and whatnot. What do you think? Huh. That, that's about all I can say. Uh, uh, one video had some women getting milked. Mm-hmm. To feed a cow, and uh, then the other one had uh, fireworks coming out of boobs, and uh, yeah, that's that's about all I got from that. Um, the pink song was just a bunch of cliches and stuff. I don't, I don't care what she writes her songs about. Like her song, her lyrics are awful. I'm just saying they just yeah, they're no, bad. I, no. Um, whatever the message was, I didn't get it. I just heard her say Delio in the first three lines of the song, and that just kind of killed it. And she said a couple other cliche things from the past couple years, and it's just like, uh, nobody talks like that, so just stop it. Yeah. The the Katy Perry song, the, the video was a little more, uh, I don't know, it, it was had a little bit more meaning to it, um, but the song was just kind of like, meh. Yeah, it's one of those top 40s that you're never yeah. going to hear again after a while. Yeah, it's so. just, it's going to go away and... and so whatever. not an anthem? It's going to... The fireworks song is probably going to become somebody's prom song. Yeah. And then after that, you're never going to hear from it again. <laughs> and the pink is going to just fade into the yeah. ether. I mean, like, the the I, I get the messages in, in both the songs, you know, expect, accepting who you are and... and, and but... There... They're writing these songs to to make money off of people who have no self esteem. So that's that's my that's my two cents on it. I hope somebody doesn't shoot me now. No, 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 no. You're not. You weren't as graphically bad as Deke was. Deke was literally like, "I hate this. It's evil." And you were a little more. But Deke did. Deke, you made sense though. You did. Whenever he gets out of the recloninator. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he did make a lot of sense. It's just, you know, everyone has a different opinion. But me, personally, I think I could see where it's going, but it's just kind of... We'll see what happens. I, I mean, I like the video. The, the the fireworks video was done very well. It's, yeah. It's very well done. The other one... Makes no sense. I mean, if at you, all. you listen to the lyrics, you watch it four times, it makes sense, but the whole thing with the LA, the ALF stuff, that was way too fucking much. I didn't yeah. have to see that. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't really need to see, uh, you know women being, uh, like, tied up and, and milked to feed a, a baby cow. I eat veal. I don't have a problem with eating baby cows. 
So yeah, whatever. It's just kind of, <laughs> I mean, I understand the ALF is probably be on our ass now, but eh, whatever. Who knows? Either way, so with that in mind, I think we BSed long enough. It's been 47 minutes, or give or take. So let's get on with the... Oh, let's get on with the topic for this episode. Now, if you remember from the last episode of the Spyrock and Manga Review, where I forced Cal to read a baseball manga, and he actually liked it, which was really creepy. <laughs> Either way, I spun the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated onto me that I'd be reviewing... A series I actually was following for a long time. I actually started reading this series when it was originally published in Anamerica Extra, a magazine which is now defunct. Yes. It sucks. It was a good magazine. but Yeah, it was a good magazine. It went to shit after a while, though, because we're just going to sell it at Best Buy, and we're mm-hmm. going to take everything out. Yeah. It, as, as, as most magazines end up being, they just turn into big uh, advertisements. Exactly. Uh, and this series was pretty cool. And the thing I remember about this series is that there was a whole story arc in the series which had to do with um, main character had to go save a kid by getting some medicine from another country. But in order to get to the other country, he had to get on a flying machine, specifically a blimp or zeppelin or a dirigible, however you want to say it. And he had to go to the other country. So he goes to the other country, he gets it, he gets back on the zeppelin, and you see two guys wearing black walk onto the plane. The next issue, we regret to inform you that we will not be releasing the rest of the story arc due to the events which happened not ten days ago. And this was in September 2001. The issue was October 2001. Wow. So, I mean, I was eventually able to read the story, and it wasn't that similar, but I understand why. Because mm-hmm. September 11th was a very tragic and horrific yes. event. And, and I like that the series, when you read the story, because it had no context, because the next issue they released showed the aftermath of the situation, so you don't have a happy ending, and you're like, what the fuck happened? It's just like the main character's <laughs> catatonic. You're like, what happened? <laughs> what happened? And you had to wait to find out about it. So, either way, as I said, this is a series which has been written by Kia Asamiya. He is the guy who created Silent Mobius, and also he does all the Batman manga out there. Oh, And all those figures that you see, the, the DC Direct, the Japanese ones, he designs oh, them. Oh, yes, I have seen them. He's got a pretty good style. This series was published by Shuisha, then by MediaWorks Monthly Gal. And so originally there are only eight volumes, and that's what it says on Wikipedia, but it doesn't give the fact that it got picked up by MediaWorks and there's another five volumes. So it's it's the little the little uh the little things. <laughs> the little uh steam engine that could. Exactly. <laughs> and as I said, it came out originally October nineteen ninety eight. It ended actually in nineteen oh well, two thousand three is when the series ended. There's a TV series which started eighty nine to ninety nine, the twenty six episodes, and it was released by ADV over here. Now it's owned by Funimation. Which everything is owned by Funimation. No, it's either Funimation or it's going to be... Tokyo <laughs> Pop has the four titles they're struggling to hold on to. Uh, or it's going to be uh, Bandai. Bandai Entertainment. Bandai. Yeah, Bandai. Yes, Bandai. They will. St- they have Gundam, so as long as they have Gundam, they will be safe. Yes. Now, they'll, 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 they'll be around for a while. Yes. Until and- Funimation steals Gundam away from them. But, uh, <laughs> true, true, true. <laughs> Until Funimation says... We bought it. It's Arnest now. But Sony also has a manga and anime division, but they're, you know, that's yeah. a small subsidiary. So either way, and this is released in Ultra Jump, and this is Kaiketsu Jokai Tendekdan, which is Steam Detectives. Now, for those who don't know, this is a series which is based around steampunk. Now, and it's also a neo-noir series. Now, you're probably wondering, some of you are like, what the fuck is steampunk? It's kind of like science fiction-y, 
but the technology that's used has to do with steam. So we're talking about steam locomotives and things from the 1800s. It's like it's like neo Victorian is an example of it. Mm-hmm. It's like just like instead of electricity and modern things, things kind of work through different ways. Like the yep. the web comic called. Girl Genius is a lot of neo-Victorian era stuff, and that would work with this. Also, Bioshock would be considered steampunk, because it's that Art Deco-esque. Yep. But this is more like... It's based in a world, or a city specifically, where the only fuel source is coal. Mm-hmm. And actually, there's a whole opening sequence, which will explain it, and I'm going to insert that here, because it's actually really well done in the English voice actor. I really do dig, surprisingly, for this. So, <laughs> This is a city where steam flows from every power source and blankets the air with a pool of nearly impenetrable fog. Coal is the only extractable energy and the only resource for power available to those who dwell here. For this reason, the advancement of steam-powered technology has taken a quantum leap and continues to be the focus of scientific exploration. Under this gossamer gloom, Crime seeps from every darkness. Creeping in the shadows and smoke, they are villains and maniacs, disturbers of the peace. We call this city veiled in smoke, Steam City. And that's pretty much the premise of the series. It takes place in the city called Steam City. Very original name, Steam City. (laughs) It's also a city called Electric City. Ah, so everything's run by electricity in that city. I'm and then assuming. there's the evil technocracy, which ironically I was like, wait, is this a ma- is this a mage campaign from White <laughs> Wolf? I was like, no, it's not. It's actually there's another country which is all about stealing technology, and they were involved in the incident I talked about earlier. They were stealing mm-hmm. the, the plans for anyway. So the manga opens up with two people begging a guy who looks like Batman not to kill their baby. So you're like. Is this fucking reverse Batman? Yeah, he, he definitely does look like Batman. That was my that was my first uh, inkling. He's got the utility belt and everything. The only thing he doesn't have are the two little uh, doodly boppers on his head. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it's like you're like what the fuck? And he's like he's like he's like no I, no he's like he's like but please don't kill him please don't kill him. He's like fine, I'll make sure he's raised upright, and he kills them. You're like it's kind so, of a- so he's super evil guy. Yes, this is the <laughs> well we'll get to him in a moment. And so it opens up with. The main character, who's known as Narutaki, he doesn't have a first name apparently because his father was Shuin Narutaki, so he's just known as Narutaki. Kind of messed up. And he is the son of, well, he owns. He's a, his parents were detectives, and he inherited their fortune and he inherited their business, and he's kind of become a detective for hire. Does things, and the series opens up where you see a giant person kill a girl, and there's, it's a serial killer known as the Steam Stalker. And the Steam Stalker has been killing people who, ironically, are all connected to Narutaki somehow. Oh. You know, one is his best friend, one was a teacher that he liked, you know, mm-hmm. just kind of like, what the fuck's going on? And this girl shows up, in typical noir fashion, to his office, and she's like, well, the Steam Stalker's coming to kill me, too. And so he goes to help her out, and he's, you know, staking her out like a typical detective store, because it is that detective-style quality, which I yes. like. And so, as he's sitting there trying to figure out what's going on. He researched the girl. Her name is Hasu Lingling, or just Lingling, or Ring Ring, however you want to say it, or Ring Ring, <laughs> it's like Lingling. Kind of funny, but she is a nurse, Well, she's the, and she's the youngest doctor of this Dr. Hasui, who is a guy who created Megamatons. Now, in this alternate future past, 
they have these things called megamatons. They are really big robots. They're run by steam, and you can pour water on them, they'll kind of freeze up. And they're pretty badass, and her father was the most noteworthy and awesome of them all. So, either way, as he's staking out Ling Ling, the steam stealer, this really big, ominous figure with big, punchy hands... And, and, a, and a trench coat and a, and a fedora. Yes, shows up. <laughs> and Narutaki shows up, and he pulls out his gadgets trying to stop this thing, and immediately, surprisingly, Ling Ling goes up behind him and jabs him in the neck with something. It's like, I'm sorry. Yeah, so she, she kind of betrays him. Yep, and he wakes up three days later, and the whole thing is the steam stealer the, has been killing people and sucking their blood. And they're wondering, what the hell is it, a vampire? Yeah. And he wake, and you saw that she had a syringe that she put in his neck, so mm-hmm. you have no idea. He wakes up, and his faithful butler, Kawab Kubo, who's pretty cool, you had to have, <laughs> if you're a rich kid, you had to have a fucking butler. Yeah. Who's British. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, he wakes up and finds out that she was taking... His blood because well she doesn't he doesn't know he's like wondering what the fuck's going on he research her and she actually is legit she wasn't yeah. a bad person he's right. like wondering what she's the fuck just happened a normal person so he goes after her and he finds her and there's another fight sequence and she's like please don't fight I'm not trying to be bad I don't mean to do this but I have to and as they're fighting she, he immediately uses his special gadget which is this awesome gun which has twelve features to it. To kick the robot's ass. When you find out that the seam stealer is a giant robot, and as he's defeating it, she screams out, Father, no! And you're like, wait, 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 what? So you find out, basically, her father's brain is is, is implanted in this steam stealer, or whatever it's called, and uh, that's why she's kind of... Doing this because yeah. someone told her that if she gets the blood, she could use it, and she could bring her father back to life in this giant monstrosity. I wouldn't want that, really. And No, I don't I don't think that's a good idea, but... And so, as you <laughs> discover, the person who lied to her is... The Batman-looking motherfucker. Yeah. Super evil guy, which is named... Phantom Knight or Night Phantom, however you want to say it. In the anime, it's Night Phantom. In the manga, it's Phantom Knight. I like Night Phantom because it sounds a little bit cooler. Yeah. But he is pretty much... He's the guy who killed... Nar- well, he's not the one who killed Narutaki's parents, apparently. You find out later, but he... His entire life has now become to... He hates Narutaki so much, he wants to ruin his life. He doesn't want to kill him, which would be the logical and smart thing to do for any detective story. You kill the bad guy, the good guy, and that's it. You can go crime-free! But instead, he just wants to torture him, so... Until he goes crazy and then destroys Steam City on his own, so it's Mm -hmm. become... It's the opening smack of the gauntlet. It's the opening move in the chessboard. Yep. He is the main villain, and after a huge fight... Everything is resolved. Narutaki exonerates Ling Ling and her robot, who's known as Gorky, or Great Strength, and says, look, the villain was Night Phantom. You weren't involved. You were tricked. And she ends up saying, I want to become your assistant and help you out because I have nowhere else to go. So he opens up, and this is where the series opens up. And it's a lot of little stories where you have a lot of recurring villains. Because, as we said earlier, Steam City is essentially a city which is filled with so much smoke that criminals just be like, hey, I like this. You can't see me. I can run the smoke. I'm fine. And so you're introduced to some of the other villains. Now, they, I could go into the other stories, but here are the villains. First off, you have the most comical villain. He's not a villain, he's more like an idiot. And he is the Machine Baron. <laughs> he wears a goofy mask where you see one eye, and in the and it's funny, because the first time he tries breaking into Narutaki's office, he kind of ends up in the shower, and he sees uh, Ling Ling, and he's like... And he runs away, he's like, oh god, it didn't work out. But I don't regret it. <laughs> and he is a Machine Otaku. So... He's, Obsessed with rare machines, like he d- plans this huge heist at this giant expo. Where like mm-hmm. we're showing the newest megamatons and newest vehicles, and he's gonna steal something. And he goes there to steal this out of date vacuum cleaner. 
<laughs> you're like, really? <laughs> really? And But later on, he becomes obsessed with Goriki. He's like, obsessed with it. And he's just like a loser at that point, because he's like, I want Goriki for my own, and everything doesn't work out for him. So he's, he's basically the comic relief villain for the, the series. Pretty much he is. That's what he is. The next character you have is you have this female... She's the Catwoman character. But she's not in love with Narutaki. She is a girl who, every time you see her, she's always in disguise, and you're like, hey, is that? Because all the women look the same, so you're mm-hmm. like, is that her? And then you find it is her. And she like does scams, and she's a jewel thief. And she's obsessed with jewels. But she has some kind of honor with her, and she has two goons with her. And her name is Crimson Scorpion. Ah, interesting name. Like, when you first see her, she's dressed up as a psychic who she's trying to pull a scam, mm-hmm. and then Narutaki finds out, and he's able to, to defeat her by outsmarting her and then later on Ling Ling figures out how to piss her off because again to an argument because Narutaki after the incident with Zeppelin he kind of is out of it and she's pulling a crime spree wondering where Narutaki is he shows up uh, she shows up to fight him and as they're fighting she finds out that Crimson Scorpion's weakness is saying calling her an old lady she freaks out it's like you call me old well you're gonna be old one day too and Ling Ling's just like well at least I'm always gonna be younger than you <laughs> so she's 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 the master of disguise who also has a cat, an age a cat. complex yes she's a cat burglar but she's kinda she, later on she does do some good things but she's pretty much bad mm-hmm. next one you have is you're gonna have well this character Dr. Guilty who we're not going to get into his origin because it's kind of a surprise how he shows up, but he mm-hmm. is just a guy who is the rival of Dr. Hasu, and he keeps making this robot called Shadowbolt. It's like, Shadowbolt, Mark 1, destroyed by Goriki. Shadowbolt, Mark 2, destroyed by Goriki. <laughs> Shadowbolt, Mark 3, not destroyed by Goriki, but he blows it up. <laughs> Shadowbolt, Mark, Flo- Mark 4, a clone of Goriki. <laughs> He just shows up and he's just an evil person who wants to destroy the city and just and, create and, the robots. And try to top the Dr. Husu who's, who's dead. <laughs> who's dead, so. Okay. And then there's one other character, but I'm going to get into him in a moment. And we have to, because we have to get into some of the other characters. Now, of course, Narutaki, since he's a detective, he has to deal with the police, right? Mm hmm. So he has these two cops he works with. Now, the first one is like his best friend, and this is the chief inspector named Yagami. And he's the. He's a typical, you know, older guy, wears a bowler, has a mustache, mm-hmm. and he's a really, like, he cares about Narutaki, and he tries to help him out all the time. He's like, well, maybe you should look at it at this angle, or help you at this side. He's like the Commissioner Gordon yes. character. And he's pretty pretty nice with how he helps out Narutaki. But on the other spin, you have Onigawara, who is this, he's not Bullock, but he is just, I am a complete moron, and I don't know what the hell I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, he's a good detective, don't get me wrong, but he just does stupid things, and then Ling Ling is like, he's obsessed with Ling Ling, you're my girlfriend. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, she gets tea, so he goes throughout the entire city and buys all the tea to give it to her as a gift. And she's like, what happened to all the tea? <laughs> for a cup of tea. And he's like, <laughs> like ah. So he, he, he takes his his, uh, his obsession of her way too far, <laughs> clearly. Yes. He's an okay character. Um, later on, he gets a little bit more cool, but for the most part, he's just kind of hot-headed and just kind of like, I'm going to do everything I can. I know everything, and I am right always. And you're like, no, you're not, dude. <laughs> you're not really. And then you have the n- next character who is going to lead into the last villain I'm going to talk about, which is Lang Lang. Now, Lang Lang is Ling Ling's older sister. And the difference is that she wears a dark black dress, and she also has black hair instead of Ling Ling's blonde, straight hair. She has curly hair. And she is very... Well, 
she doesn't like mourning people. She doesn't like seeing people sick. So while Ling Ling is an accomplished nurse and she's very good at her job, Lang Lang prefers to go with the Kevorkian route. Oh. Or Dr. Kiriko from Blackjack. They want to end the suffering so that they're not in pain. And ironically, she's an assistant to someone else too, who's the same age as Narutaki. And this is the final villain who is Dr. Moriarty to, to Narutaki's nurse. homes. Yes. And this is Le Bleed, or Le Bread, or because I've heard it three different ways. Mm-hmm. And Le Bread is this criminal genius who is, you always see him with a typical Japanese thief outfit, which is the top hat, the mask, the suit on. Mm-hmm. And he's always stealing things, and him and Narutaki are constantly going at it back and forth. It's a very this very cat and mouse game. Like there's an entire story arc where he says, Alright, there are five treasures in the city and I've hidden and I'm trying to get them. If you find them first, I'll give myself up. And like, okay, and gives them the clues that he found. It turns out that the five treasures are all bombs he hid in the city. <laughs> and it's he, he hates Narutaki, but he likes him too. It's very unusual because the bleed, he's dying of this Syndrome, which I don't remember, and it's just generic syndrome B, mm-hmm. where you don't know about it's like a blood disorder, and he's dying, and he's that's why he's actually become, became a thief because he wants to live every day at the most to get that acceleration, that yeah. love, and that complete just feeling of living, mm-hmm. which is pretty understandable. But the fact that he's a super criminal is kind of yeah. Bad. So his so his bucket list is is stealing stuff and and, <laughs> and, and just getting conversations with Narutaki <laughs> yeah. and. Later on, there's a point when he actually is a whole story which is following him where he's setting up for a heist. Mm-hmm. And there's a girl who is the daughter of the owner of the object he's going to steal, which is this pair of angel wings. And as he's talking, he's you know he sneaks in pretending to be her tutor. Oh, and by the way, he is in a sexual relationship with Lang Lang. This causes a little bit of an issue with because she sees him with the daughter and thinks things. And <laughs> he sympathizes with her because she's dying of the same thing he is. And he admits to her, you know, I'm dying of the same disorder, mm-hmm. and you have to live it one day at a time. And he's teaching her, and he promises her that he's going to read this. He's reading this book to her, and he promises if she gets better, he's going to keep reading the book to her. And the night of the heist, he says, okay, he told her the day before, I'll read you the last three chapters, and, you know, tomorrow, or last three pages the next day. Right. And he goes, he, he says, and you think, oh, what is he going to do? Because he's conflicted, because does he want to keep the promise? Because she's really sick. Or do you want to... And so he does the thing where he actually does the heist. Yeah. And, you know, he puts smoke bombs in the house. Everyone's asleep. And he, you know, that night he goes in her room. And he's like, okay, at least you're able to sleep. And walk in. He walks in. Say, She's dead. And he's, he realizes, he kind of realizes, kind of fucked up what he did. And he literally says, and he's playing back the conversation in his head. And he says, I did promise you to read it. And he reads the book to her. And then the next scene, you see the, the cops come in and they're like, what the fuck's going on? Where is everybody? What the? And they walk in and they see, remember, it was a, a crystal angel wings. Mm-hmm. These big, like, life-size angel wings. And you see her asleep with the book in her hand and the angel wings right behind her. Oh, wow. It's a very nice thing he did. Yeah. It's, like, very sad, though. Mm-hmm. But... So he's not completely evil, he's just... He just, he's trying to, he's just trying to make himself live. And he mm-hmm. does want to kill Narutaki because of an insult, because they're getting into a fight in their first fight in the manga series. And Narutaki used his special gun, which has like 20 different settings. Yeah. And he shot uh, something to stop him, and it ended up scarring his face. It's not even a big scar, it's like a little scar on his cheek. Mm-hmm. And he's now like, You scarred my face, I will kill you! <laughs> Like this is Vega level of freaking yeah. of, of over the top uh, vengeance. Exactly, time. it's over the top and it's very unusual. Now, 
Well, we'll get into the um, anime in a second because there is a point I wanted to make with that. Now, what do you think about the art style? Uh, the art style is very um, old school. It has kind of goes back to the you know Astro Boy, um, you know, very cartoony characters. But I think that's what gives it its 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 charm. It, it makes the characters have each have like a little bit of a personality of their own because they're all drawn very differently. Um, it's 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 pretty interesting how like Night Phantom is like appears to be like eight feet tall and Narutaki's like you know four feet tall. Yeah, like they're very they're, you know just everybody has their each has their um, very distinct you know style of, of art to them so that character and yeah. personality and. I like that it's very, the machinery looks very well designed, it's very, very eccentric, but at the same time it's very detailed, so it yes. looks like it'll actually work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, my favorite thing is Narutaki's gun, because it looks so unique, and it's different. Blue, like, if you took a revolver and then cut it in half, yeah. that's his gun, but yeah. then there are all the attachments which go on, they're right. like, he has a glue gun. It's like Dirty Harry's Magnum with the, with the barrel sawed off. Yeah, and It's it, pretty interesting. You know, it's like three bullets, and... It's a very artistic style that works very well. Kia Asamiya uses with the very big eyes, and it yeah. works. I mean, a lot of the women look the same, but the characters you could tell this is character A, this is character B. Yes. And like whenever Crimson Phantom shows up, you're like, yeah, that's Crimson Phantom. <laughs> also, you see her two goons are named Pasta and Doria. <laughs> Pasta Doria. And uh, what was it? Um, there's some other characters who show up, but we're not going to get into that. And the. Now, I want to go into the anime. Now, this series opens up with a lot of blood in it. Now, it opens up with literally the parents getting killed, and it goes into the whole setup. And the anime opens up literally with just... It's a, it's another day at the office. Right. It's just, you know, it, it so, shows all the characters in the background. Like, you see the villains like, oh, who's that, I wonder? Where you see the machine baron reading a newspaper about a new robot. And you're mm-hmm. like... Really? So, so it's kind of like the story's established at this point, and you're just kind of like getting... You're just getting thrown into it, as opposed to where the the manga kind of like introduces you a little bit. Yeah, piece but by I, piece. I mean, they still introduce the characters in different ways, but mm-hmm. it kind of just it throws you in there. You don't really know a lot about the characters. It's a little bit of a detriment at first, but the series is now. First off, this series, while it is cartoony, is very dark. Yes, it doesn't seem that dark, but it is. I mean, characters die for no reason. You have a lot of times, like I just said, yeah. like that situation. It literally was the character just died. And well, bleed freaked out about it. Another one, a little girl gets killed because of it. Another one, there's a, this character known as the Steam King. He's this evil mass murderer who Ling Ling actually ends up falling in love with his secret identity because he's got MPD, mm-hmm. multiple personalities. Yes, and he pretty much ends up killing himself because he doesn't want to hurt anybody. Yeah. So it, it's so don't let the art t- art style fool you. It's it's got. You know, mature themes in it. Oh yeah, and it's, it is a detective story. There's a lot of you wondering what's happening, and it builds up very well. But my point was that the TV series kind of makes it like every episode is a one shot. You can figure it out without even paying attention. You know who the villain is. It's literally one, two, three, one, two, three, one, two, yeah. three. Yeah. So balls. so it's kind of there's a bit of a um uh lost track of the word um. A formula for each episode. Yes, but there's one difference which I find different than I... That's why I like both series. Now, I haven't read the last five volumes of Steam Detectives because it was never released over here. Viz only picked up the first th- first eight. So you don't know what happened after that. Right. And it ends up in a place where originally I didn't realize until afterwards. I was going to just say that the ending was that you learn a little more about Night Phantom and that's it. It's like, okay, you found out a little clue about who Night Phantom is and then it's, mm-hmm. let's get back to work. It's yeah. literally where it ended, and it kind of leaves you a little bit hanging. 
So, but now I know that there's five more, so there might be more going on. I literally found out about this like a day ago. So okay, so that, so you so you might find out a little bit more about. However, there might be some resolution. However, the end of the TV series is a four-part story, which mm-hmm. is brilliant. It's literally, and this is spoilers, but this series came out in '88. That's over 20 years ago, so I can get away with it. Yeah. The whole story is that Night Phantom has been like, okay, that's it, pieces are done, and I'm going to blow up the city. And he, everyone is evacuated from the city, and all that's left is Narutaki, Ling Ling, who's been injured because she got shot in the leg. Okay. Goriki is missing because he got blown up, apparently. Well, we know where he is, but he's... He, and and the crimin, various criminals and three of the cops are left. And, and uh, Night Phantom who says he's going to blow up the city unless Narutaki shows up at this time during this eclipse, which is happening the night. If he doesn't show up at this place, he's going to destroy the city. And he's also ravaging the city with a giant megamaton. Who's gigantic. Ooh, fun. <laughs> so it's like, what, are you, what is Narutaki going to do? How is he going to stop all this stuff from happening in the series? Because he's just a little kid. He's like maybe yeah. 12 years old. He has a little gun and he has his little moped. Yeah. What's he going to do? Morning what? And this is where it gets cool because all the villains you've seen through the series kind of... Well, except for Dr. Guilty because he's, he's a piece of shit. But <laughs> the rest of them kind of come together to help out. Like... You have Crimson Scorpion, who is literally, she sees, she's like, I don't want to lose this city. This is my favorite hunting ground. Right. So she's going around looking for the bombs and using this gun she created. So as, as bad as the other characters are, they're not trying, they're not looking to destroy anything, so they're... They're they're they're, they're, they're helping out. Yeah. And it's like, you know, Lebleed is, is fighting interference to stop the robot, and he's literally, as he's fighting, you see he's bleeding mm-hmm. out of his mouth. So you're wondering, is he dead? Is he dying? Yeah. He's dying. It's like, yeah. he's exerting himself too much. Meanwhile, Lang Lang is trying to help out Narutaki because her sister's missing, and Ling Ling is trying to get back to the steam detective office, which gets blown up. Yeah. <laughs> and it's a very cool sequence. And the series literally ends, the anime series ends, with a fight between Night Phantom and Narutaki against each other on the top of a scaffolding where literally you see Night Phantom saying, you have to kill me, Narutaki, or else I'm going to destroy the city. And he has a little device on his chest, which you know, if Narutaki kills him, the city's going to blow up. Right. So it's the so it's a fight. And then also he literally attacked, he brought Ling Ling up. Was a, Tiger has a huge fight. And it ends up where Narutaki and... Night Phantom are fighting over the scaffolding and Narutaki grabs Night Phantom in a bear hug and pushes him and Night Phantom off into a molten core, hoping that, you know, if yeah. he burns it, it's going to be... It won't, a, it won't detonate. And series ends like that. Next scene, city's still there. I mean, there's still the mass destruction. People moving right. back in. And the last sequence is that it's Lang Lang and Ling Ling sitting there on the hill looking, this is our city, blah, blah, blah. And they see... A leg behind them, and you don't know who to. You just see the girls turn around, and that's it. You don't know what the fuck happened. You have no idea who who survived. But you know, like one, per, you know, Crimson Scorpion survived. Right. But Machine Baron, he got crushed by a rock, so he's probably dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, you saw bleed collapse, and you saw Narutaki fall into a bat. So you don't know who who's the one who's behind them. Yeah. So your own, which is pretty cool, but I don't know. It's a very diverse series, and now I could give go more into it, but the fact is, I think that you should read it, and now, for those who don't know, we have a five-point rating system, which is literally a number one, which is, take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it, and piss on the ashes, to our highest rating, which is really, really, really fucking cool, if you don't read this now, your brain will freeze, your eyes will swell up, and your soul will be forfeit to the great Zolmo Gustav, blah, ha, 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 Halo Palazzo. It's, <laughs> hey, I have remembered, I created it, <laughs> but, 
My point is that this series, personally, I have to give this a gift from a crazy Aunt Muriel. Now, some of you are like, what the fuck? You've been raving how great this is. <laughs> it's only because of one reason. One very important reason. It's no longer in print. That's a problem. Yes, it is. It's not forgettable. Don't get me wrong. This is a really, really, really fucking cool series. It is. Well, actually, you know what? I'll bump it up. I'll give it a borrow from a friend. Right. If you can get a hold of this, which I found our way to, because I do have actually the actual magazines for half the issues, but I had to find mm-hmm. the actual things to do always, it's worth getting. If you see it on Amazon, buy it. It's worth reading, and to top it off, it's something different. It's, it is very formulaic at times, but it's entertaining. Yeah. I, I would agree. It's it's a, it's a pretty interesting series. I have only seen a little bit of it. I haven't gotten too far into it, but... Um, the show was was pretty cool. The animation was good, and and if you can find it and you can read it, and if and hopefully if it ever finishes, then well, it is done. I just got to yeah. get a hold of it eventually. Yeah. I'll tell you, I'll I'll I will go back once I find out where the last eight are. I will find out and I will give you guys an update. So right now, I'm going to give this ball from friend don't return to soccer Pocky if you can find it. So now, since it's been an hour, you guys probably forgot all the links and stuff. Since most of you don't read the show notes, which I so painstakingly write out every <laughs> single episode. So, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. Zan at spirekin.com. Timbo at spirekin.com, I think. Uh, I or think something I, like that. I'll put it in the show. <laughs> and you could call us at our voicemail at 206-350-8462 and join our forum, spirekin.darkbb.com. Big Rick is back, and he is still as perverted as fucking ever. <laughs> and he still wants us to do the Debbie. Which, if you heard from the last episode, we will eventually review that. Sort of. Kind of. Maybe. So, <laughs> without further ado, since it is that time, I think I should get on with it. Yes, shouldn't I? So, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about that one. That only. The Wheel of Manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with, well... Ten slots on. What we've done is we've assigned a manga to each of the ten slots. And what we're going to do is I'm going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number lands, I'm not starting reviewing in the next episode of the Spirekin Manga Review, which I think, well, no, Cal is too busy being going insane because his job decided, yes, four people are going to quit the job, so we're going to give this work that five people had to do to you. <laughs> so he has, like, he's going to be gone for, like, a three weeks going insane slowly, but... Without further ado, I will have to spin the Wheel of Manga to see what I'm reviewing in the next episode. So, let me... And perhaps I'll be back for that episode as well. That would be cool. And let's see. Hold on. Number seven. Number seven is... The World as God Knows It. I have no fucking clue. I think it's Shoujo. <laughs> uh, we will see and I'll review it in the next episode. So worry not my loyal fans and well we'll catch you next time so without further ado have a wonderful time in manga land and this is co-host and this is your Hosan and we are Gonsville catch you next time and thank you Timbo for staying on no problem alright there guys bye